A rather convoluted story from the NFL, but in 1952 on this date, the NFL bought the franchise of the New York Yanks. To make nice with the New York Giants for having another team in the territory, the NFL permitted the Giants to pick five players from the Yanks roster. One of the five was a guy named Tom Landry, who played for the Giants for six more years. Now, during that time, the NFL sent the Yanks club to Dallas. They became the Dallas Texans for one season. Then they moved the team to Baltimore, where they changed their name to the Colts. However, in 1960, the Dallas expansion team, the Cowboys, hired Tom Landry as head coach. The original Yanks club was sold to the NFL for a mere $300,000. That's a look at Today in History along with Mike Martini. I'm George Zahn for WMKV. Thank you, George. In traffic right now, that uh, disabled tractor trailer, South 75 near 12th Street in Covington, that's been moved out of the way. That's good. But we do have a new accident on South 75 at Ezra Charles blocking the left lane. Purcell at Warsaw, an accident. Westbound Reagan, uh, the exit ramp to Hamilton, an accident. Among the slow spots, North 71 at the lateral and again at Reagan. South 71 slows at Pfeiffer. Some backups on 75 in the usual spots, right around 74. Then you're on the brakes again around Paddock and then up by the Glendale-Milford merge. South 75 slows around Ezra Charles to the Brent Spence Bridge, and then you slow up on the other side of the bridge into northern Kentucky. Your weather forecast from the National Weather Service. Winter storm warning in effect beginning at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, continuing till 5 a.m. on Friday morning. Tonight, cloudy skies, some snow developing late tonight. With a low tonight around 25 degrees, that's actually the good news because tomorrow snow will fall. We'll get daytime accumulations 3 to 5 inches with a high around 28 degrees. Tomorrow night, the snow uh, gradually tapers off after midnight, but the final accumulation somewhere between 4 and 6 inches. And then the temperature falls. Friday's high temperature only 13 degrees. Low temperature Friday night around 0. Wind chills 10 below. Saturday, cloudy skies and a high around 22. Sunday, highs around 28. Monday, we might see 32 degrees if we're lucky. Right now, it's 27 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. Real life real estate investing comes your way in just a bit. Support for WMKV comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings is available at 859 292 7342. The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for all the news information advice and tips about real estate investing all over 
these great 50 states. Today, we are going to have an audience participation show. Did you hear that? An audience participation show about the best and worst and most creative deals that you did in 2010. And the reason we're going to do this is we have a couple of guests in the studio who this may in fact be their only opportunity to talk about their their best deals of, of 2010. Normally, uh, to give you a little background here, the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati has a contest at the end of each year for the best deal of the year, the best deal by a new investor, the worst deal of the year, and the most creative deal of the year. Unfortunately, we were snowed out during that best deal of the year contest in December. So um, we decided to move it to tomorrow. Where we'll get snowed out. Where it sounds like we're going to get snowed out. <laughs> so this this may, in fact, be your only chance to hear from these folks. But we are also looking for you to call and talk about your best deal or perhaps biggest lesson learned during 2011. And uh, Mike and I will vote on who's got the best deal of the entire year and you'll win our eternal gratitude. <laughs> so our numbers here in the studio, 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. You can also send us an email at uh, askvina.com. Uh, we'll, we will also, by the way, be checking in a little bit later with uh, with John Zor on his progress here in town. But uh, for the moment, we have in the studio two guests, uh, Jerry Fink, a very well-known name and voice here on Real Life Real Estate Investing. He's a past president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and actually current controller of that association. And then a brand new I guess I won't say face, voice to Real Life Real Estate Investing, Janie Oka, who is uh, a newer member of the board, just uh, joined the board of Greater Cincinnati Rhea in 2011. By the way, all of a sudden it sounds like uh, like like this contest is only open to board members or something. That's just the way it worked out this year. Uh, and uh, she is a relatively new investor. She, although her husband has been uh, doing the investing thing for five or six years, she herself, in fact, made her very first deal this year. So yes. uh, they are going to they are going to present for your edification their very best deals of 2010. And Jerry, we we will just start with you um, because you are so convinced that you're going to win this contest, uh, at least according to the emails you've been you've been sending me. Um, and 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 you've been you've been around the block a few times at this point. I mean, you've been doing this full time right. for Since seven 2002. Okay, so gosh, nine years now going on. And uh, and yet and yet this is like your best deal of all time. So yes. let's <laughs> let's let, let's talk about how that happened and uh, maybe how some of these folks can follow in your footsteps in 2011. Okay, the deal that uh, that we're talking about is a complex of uh, 120 units that um, we purchased this year. Hold on, we're having mic problems. <laughs> no, Mike doesn't have a problem. We're having Jerry problems with the microphone. Okay, is that better? <laughs> Uh, no. Not a lot. Nope. Okay, let me steal Janie's mic. Then. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, let's try Ooh, that again. There we go. There's yeah, Jerry. Now I can hear All me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the deal that we're talking about is a 120-unit complex that a partner and I purchased um, in 2010. It is in the Galloway sub, uh, suburb of Columbus, Ohio. It's on the west side of Columbus. Uh, 120 units. We purchased it um, from a bank. So 
just like an REO for a single family or a, a small one, uh, there are REOs for big complexes. And in fact, this particular complex was one of four that were a package originally. Um, kind of interesting what had happened. The the uh, guy who had the four of them had actually embezzled about $23 million and is now spending some time at Club Fed. Mm-hmm. So um, all four complexes were put up as a package. Uh, nobody was uh, able to put a deal together on all four of them, so they eventually split them up. And uh, we ended up buying the one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the way it happened, uh, we first looked at this complex in October of 2009, and it was one of those deals where the uh, your best and final offer had to be in by the end of October because it was going to close before the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we scrambled, put our best uh, offer out there. We offered $1.35 million for the complex. Um, December 31st came and went. January 31st came and went. The end of February... Um, I was talking to my partner and asking if he'd ever heard anything about this particular deal. And uh, so he sent an email off to the broker that we had been dealing with and got an email back literally within moments saying, it's funny you should ask about that. Um, I'm actually on a con call with the bank right now. So about two days later, we got a uh, a call from the broker. And the broker said, uh, if you guys still want that complex, it's yours. But they did come back with a counter counter offer and the counter offer was 1.2 million so they actually came back 150,000 less than we had originally offered on on the complex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now uh, Jerry just uh, if I can interrupt you here for a moment I don't want folks who are listening to get the impression that this is your 10th 120 unit property no, this, this is the first one this this property had a Approximately 118 more units than the next biggest property yes. you've ever. I had done uh, sing- singles and duplexes, and um, just you know decided to go a little bit larger. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it wasn't this wasn't a, this wasn't a small step, and no, and no. your partner in fact had not done any uh, residential. He had done I think two single reha- family rehabs, rehabs. right? Yeah. But not 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 buy and hold. So this was not. Uh, although you know, folks have heard you on, and they, you know, a lot of them know that you teach courses and, right. and whatnot. This was not a small thing to no, no. to go in and uh, uh, evaluate and then make an offer on this. And uh, we should also add that you did not have one million dollars in your bank in account case, no. to pay for this either. <laughs> no, um, it's it's kind of interesting because uh, if you listen to the media. Um, you'll hear that it is impossible to get a loan on a commercial property right now, uh, even more difficult than it is to get a loan on a single family. And the other thing that you'll hear is that it is absolutely impossible to get what's called a construction loan, a loan on the rehab costs. We were actually able to get an 80, almost 80% loan on both the purchase cost and the rehab cost from one of the major banks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the terms were... I mean, we fell over when we heard the terms. We have the first 18 months at 4% interest only, huh. and the next uh, 52 months at um, 1.75 plus the interbank cost of funds, which is about 4.9 right now. So it's it's a total of a five-year um, loan commitment that we got from a national bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had to come up with uh, approximately 20 to 23%, I think it was, of the total purchase cost and rehab costs, which we actually did through 
private lenders, which is a whole different seminar <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but uh, that's how we uh, raise the other the other capital. Mm-hmm. Now, to give folks a picture of what you were stepping into when mm-hmm. all this dust settled, um, it wasn't a full building, and it wasn't <laughs> a well-maintained building. <laughs> okay. Um, apartments and, and commercial buildings in general are... Uh, are described as A, B, C, and D type properties. Your A's are the very, very nice luxury type of uh, apartments, and the D's are the stuff that uh, I have no interest in owning. Uh, this particular complex was built in 1977. The um, The building itself was about probably a C minus, and unfortunately the tenant base when we took over was probably C minus or D plus. So we knew going in that one of the things we were going to have to do was um, get rid of a lot of the tenants and and retenant the building. The other thing that we had to do because of the condition of the property was we actually uh, did a $700,000 renovation project, which uh, which was a 100-day project. So um, think about that. We were spending $7,000 a day <laughs> uh, on that on that particular property. Mm-hmm. Um, we did everything from new roofs, um, new siding, new windows, new sliding glass doors, new entry doors, uh, rebuilt all the decks and landings and balconies, uh, brought the pool back online, uh, resurfaced the parking lot, uh, built up patio walls so that the mud didn't just slide down into the patios and clog all them up, mm-hmm. um, landscaping, all that sort of thing. And did all that in, in 100 days. Mm-hmm. Well, um that sounds to me like the worst deal of the year. Yeah, to thanks. have to do a, a hundred a hundred day rehab for seven hundred thousand dollars. What is it about all of this that has made it, in your opinion, the best deal of twenty ten? Okay. All right, the best deal obviously is in the in the upside of this. Uh, we bought it for one point two million. We put seven hundred thousand into the rehab, and we'll have right at a hundred thousand dollars in negative cash flow by the time we get it back into... Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So we will have $2 million. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? We voting for him? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so we'll have uh, $2 million in it. Um, the way that uh, commercial properties and apartment buildings are valued is what's n- as on what's known as the cap rate or the capitalization rate. And in that particular area, the cap rate um, on a stabilized building, a building that's um, running at 90% or so occupancy and, and actually smoothed out is a about a 9.3 capitalization rate. Um, based on that, that complex will be valued at somewhere between 3.2 and $3.4 million. So we will have a $1.2, $1.4 million um, equity position in this particular property uh, within about the next, probably about the next six months. In addition to that, it's going to throw off um, over $200,000 a year in positive cash flow. So. That's why it's the best deal. Of the year. <laughs> that's positive cash flow, not yes. gross cash flow. That's that's, that's positive what, after everything, including reserves. Okay, so that's what that's what you and your partner get to split, which is basically more than what well, three times as much as the average person in the United States makes in a Something year. Like Each that. one of you is going to make that from this building right. per year, right? Forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, actually, it should get better because as the uh, as um, rents rise, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Expenses don't rise at the same rate, so it actually should increase year after year after year. Excellent. Very good. Okay, so what do you think, folks? Does Jerry have the best deal of the year? I don't know. I still think we need to hear from Janie, and we also need to hear from you. What was your best deal last year? What was your worst deal? What was the deal you wish you made that you didn't? 
Do you have any questions for Jerry? Give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or send us an email by going to askvina at gmail.com. WMKV is proudly supported by Maple Knoll Home Health Services. As a Medicare certified agency, they provide skilled nursing, rehabilitation services, personal care, homemaking, meals on wheels, transportation, health care management, health monitoring, and social services. Maple Knoll Home Health serves all of Southwest Ohio. More information on Maple Knoll Home Health Services is available at 513-782-2546. 513-782-2546. Checking on traffic right now, we have an accident South 75 at Ezra Charles. It's now moved over to the shoulder, the right shoulder by police, so that's good. It's at least out of the lanes of traffic. Accident Purcell at Warsaw, also westbound Reagan and the ramp to Hamilton. And, of course, the slow spots include North 71 around Smith and, again, at Pfeiffer, North 75 around Mitchell and, again, at Glendale Milford and southbound 75 approaching the Brent Spence Bridge. Some backups as well. Winter storm warning in effect beginning at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, continuing to 5 a.m. on Friday morning tonight. Some snow developing after midnight and then continuing all pretty much all day tomorrow. The heavy stuff um, toward the middle of the day. Total accumulations between 4 to 6 inches, according to the National Weather Service. Tomorrow's high temperature will be right around 28 degrees. And then Friday, a high temperature of only about 13 overnight lows near zero, wind chills below zero. Uh, This weekend, we warm up a little bit from that point. Monday, a high around 32, but I don't see anything higher than about 32 through next Wednesday. Right now, we're at 27 here at 89.3 WMKV. Support comes from Ohio Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Pain, stiffness, or swelling in a joint, bone, or muscle may be a sign of arthritis, and there are more than 100 types, including osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Early and correct diagnosis can help treatment. More information about a diagnosis, protecting your joints, and a treatment plan is available at Ohio Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine at 513-985-3700. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Pina Jones-Cox. And uh, we're talking today about best worst deals of 2010 because there's always much to learn from other people's both good deals and mistakes. You know, one of the things that you often learn is, gosh, I shouldn't be such a chicken. I shouldn't uh, think 120-unit buildings are out of my reach when I've only done single families so far and sometimes what you learn is whoops shouldn't do that (laughs) so uh, if you have a best or worst deal you would like to share from 2010 give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 you can also go to askvina.com and while you're there if you will click the button that says try out the radio show e-letter there is now a form up there that you can fill out your email address and we will send you weekly updates about what's going on on the radio show, who the guest is, uh, send you educational articles, things that are going on in the real estate community, information about upcoming seminars, all sorts of neat stuff. That's at askvina.com. And uh, you got to be on the list to get all that good stuff. Now, my next guest here in the studio is Janie Oka. Uh, Janie, although her uh, her husband had been sort of outdoing the real estate thing, 
for several years prior to 2010, uh, decided uh, to dive in on her own and become basically almost an instant full-time real estate investor all of a sudden uh, from being just a you know stay-at-home mom to uh, out there doing deals. And uh, you, Janie, had what you believe to be the best deal done by a new investor in 2010. Yes, I think I do. Um, and I am really excited about it because I, I have to say last year when I went to my first meeting at RIA and the awards were being given out, I thought, that is just never going to be me. <laughs> even even though I'm a confident person, I was like, how you know how can I get to that point? But um, as I um, you know was learning and just being around people that you know that I could learn from, I uh, started out um, just doing some investing and um, looking at properties, driving around neighborhoods, and uh, so my deal is a little bit smaller than Jerry's and just on a different level, but. Um, I was out looking at properties, and um, I like to find properties that look like, you know, maybe nobody has been living there for a while, and they just kind of look run down. So um, I found this property, and I went to the um, courthouse, and I found the address and the owner, and I wrote them a letter, and uh, and time went by, like almost uh, eight months went by, and uh, I didn't hear from them. So I wrote him another letter because I kept going by the property and I thought, you know, this is a great place and it has a lot of potential and it's just, I was, it was kind of a shame to see it, you know, look so awful. So um, a month went by, I didn't hear back from him. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try one more time. So I wrote the, wrote the gentleman a letter and I got a phone call and I almost fell off my chair. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's calling me back. So, um, and you know, that's kind of the scariest part is talking to sellers or someone who might want to, you know, sell your, their house to you. But, um, I just kind of got into the conversation and built a rapport with the gentleman and, uh, we started talking and I said, you know, you know, are you interested in selling? And, he said, I, I really am. I, I should have called you a year ago because I've let the property go. And 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 it's really a shame because now it's in more distress than it was. So we um, we agreed on a time. I went over and looked at the property and um, told him I would make him an offer, which I did. And um, he accepted my offer. And I told him it was on the contingency that um, when I went back to the property, if there wasn't anything else that I missed, that... Um, you know, we would stand with that offer or else I would have to make him a different offer. So I went back and um, had somebody else come and look at the property with me, found a few more things that I missed. I went back to him and made him a lower offer and um, and he accepted it. He said, I just, you know, I, I thought we were going to fix up the property and, and I know we're not doing that. So, you know, if you if you want it, you can buy it. So so I did. Now, Janie, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that thing about going back and reducing your price because I happen to know I happen to know this story, and uh, uh, this is this is in um, sort of a niche area. This is a, this is a a resort area where there probably wouldn't be a lot of investors really looking for properties, but it's one that you happen to know really really well. And one of the things that you know about it is that those properties have septic systems. Yes. Now, if I were competing right now, I would be competing for worst deal of the year. And that would be based on a septic system. <laughs> that yeah. was a surprise. Septic systems. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, so important, even when you think you've got a no-brainer, you know, oh, but this price, you know, how can I lose deal, to go ahead and take that next step and get someone who knows more than you do 
to go look at the property because I believe that one of the things that was wrong with this property that you had missed was that the septic was not up to par. That's right. That's what, and and I didn't know enough about the septic systems. I knew the toilet flush, but that's all I knew. <laughs> and but I I knew on the other hand that if I if I didn't get it checked out and um, made sure I. Uh, put that into my cost estimates that I was going to have a big problem at the end. And uh, so he, he was open to that, especially since he hadn't used it in so long. Well, and there's, there's, there's certain things that there's no reason you should become an expert at. Like inspecting septic systems. I mean, <laughs> I don't, right. don't. I don't even want to know how that works. Okay, I don't. And much yeah. less do I want to do it myself. And there, there are always people out there who do those sorts of things professionally. Inspect septic systems. Inspect electrical systems. Inspect roofs. And you set up the uh, the the deal with the seller exactly right by saying, frankly, I don't know that I saw everything because I'm not an expert in that. And I want other people to come and, and, and look. And if they tell me something I don't want to hear, we're going to have to talk about the price again. So it didn't it didn't come as a huge shock to him when you did come back and say, mm, guess what? Yeah, you've got a $10,000 yeah. repair here. And I hadn't worked that into my numbers. And I know a lot of new investors are afraid to do that. It, you know, it, I think the when I went into the property, the obvious things were you know, clear to me, like, I knew the roof needed to be repaired. When I walked in, there was mold everywhere, but I knew that could be cleaned up. The, the, it was pretty a solid structure, but, um, but the septic, you know, can be a big concern. And, and I knew, you know, I had to ask for help, especially being a new investor. I, I had a lot of great resources, and so I used them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Okay, so you you got a price, and then you renegotiated the price based on the new yes. repairs that you that you found out about, and then what happened? And then, um, well, we um, actually got a private lender for the money, and we borrowed twenty four thousand dollars on the property, and I wasn't quite sure how much it was worth. Actually, I knew it was worth maybe in the forties, but wasn't you know not sure. So um, my husband and I we did the some of the work ourselves. We actually just uh, cut the grass, trim trees, you know, just made it more appealing from the curb. And then we, um, I cleaned the inside, removed all the garbage, and it really cleaned up nice. And it just, once you did that, it looked great. We put it for sale by owner sign. I had lots of people calling me, and I still wasn't sure what it was worth. <laughs> so I had a friend who was an appraiser. There you go. I went to my resources and um, had them take a look at it. And they said, do not list it less than um, 75000 And I was just like, I mean, I'm kind of jumping up and down <laughs> thinking, okay, this is really too good to be true. But that's what I had on it, and that's what I sold it for. And $51,000 later, that, that is what I made on that deal. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> I, I, so. and, and, and as well you should be. And, uh, you know, it was nice that you th- thought you were only – going to make 20. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really happy with 10 or 15. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. So exactly. So uh, yes, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Great deal. And, and, and a great lesson about, as you said, using your resources, not being afraid yes. to ask people to help you, especially when you are brand new. Uh, we, we should say that, you know, your husband, although he had done some deals, they were of a much more traditional kind. He works full time. This wasn't something where it was, oh, honey, come help me. It was, oh, where's my appraiser? Where's my coach? Where's my septic guy? Where's my... And just going out and getting that help that uh, you need. Always an important lesson for new investors. Now, we have a caller on the line, Chris, who's calling from Virginia Beach. Chris, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. 
Hey, Vina, how you doing? Good, Chris. How are you? Good. Long time no talk, too, guys. Yeah. To tell you about the deal I just got out of, man, I almost lost my you know what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll be a nice change from all the people in here telling me about how much money they've made. <laughs> so, what happened? Um, you know, I've been doing deals forever. Uh, got sloppy, man. I was doing, you know, one or two a month. I got sloppy with, with, I did a partnership with another rehab guy. Uh huh. Deal was, I was going to bring the acquisition and pay half of the rehab. So mm-hmm. I put up 45 to buy it. The rehab was another 45 So I was to put up 45 and, you know, whatever, 22 but the rehab. Mm-hmm. So I'm cranking out the money wheel, just cranking out the money wheel. <laughs> then it was his time. You know, I put my 22 in. Now it's his time for him to put his part up. Uh huh. The phone stops ringing, man. Uh huh. <laughs> didn't have. I didn't get him to sign a contract. I thought he was legit. Next thing you know, I go look at the work. He you know, did about seventeen thousand dollars worth of work. So I had to come take over the whole job. Ended up spending. 56 on the rehab. I had to cover his half, man. So just it's a nightmare. Uh huh. So you end up you ended up with 45 in the purchase, and another 56 in the rehab. Yeah, because the money I was my 22. I thought he was doing. <laughs> it in the- uh, Chris, Chris, I I I I hear this the story all the time, but usually not from people who are doing two deals a month. What happened? Man, this dude was doing, I've seen him do four to five deals a month, and we, I've done deals with him in the past. You know, you just get sloppy out here, man. You just get sloppy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You start yeah. thinking, you start thinking, oh, I've worked with this guy before. I don't need a contract. You know what's crazy? I've been in the business eight years, and every single time I don't do a contract, <laughs> guess what? Jerry's practically rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing. You know what's up, don't you, Jerry? <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a hundred and one in this thing. What's it worth? Oh, I sold it already. I already lost my seventeen thousand. Uh, already, it. <laughs> it's it's already gone. Okay, so a seventeen thousand dollar boot camp <laughs> on <laughs> on why we need contracts, even if we know somebody. And in fact, I might say especially if we know somebody because you know it happens you know people stuff happens in people's lives and whenever you're whenever you're dealing with human beings which we always are in real estate it's always good to get everything down on paper if i had my contract i could have sued him but i'm like i, I can't even sue the guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. god it was in the thank god i had the property in my own land trust so i didn't have to go after him for title oh yeah that would have been fun <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad too all right, so the lesson is for everybody, number one, contracts, contracts, contracts. Yeah. And number two, don't get so busy making money that you forget to pay attention to uh, what's going on on some of these properties. Because I, I, I'll, I'll make a confession to you, Chris. I had a deal this year that sat on the back burner for the entire year, the wow. entire 12 months. that I, I needed to get in there, and I needed to rehab it. And it just, you know, more profitable deals kept jumping to the front. Mm-hmm. And 
we would have, you know, uh, we'd hire a contract, we'd hire an electrician, the electrician would, uh, you know, quit like some of them do sometimes before the job even starts. And then I wouldn't want to get involved in finding another electrician because I was so busy doing other things. And that thing sat down, sat there vacant the entire year. And on wow. January the 2nd, I got a notice from the city that they were going to tear it down unless Ooh. I paid them a great big giant fine and pulled permits for every piece of work. I mean, like, like they don't, they don't just want permits. They want a, they want schematic diagrams. Now they're, they've gone, they've gone way beyond the usual, you know, make sure everything's permitted and there. You, you, you have to show us a plan. And if you don't show us a plan, we're going to tear it down. We're going to charge you $25,000 to tear it down. And wow. it was, it was again, a matter of being, you know, too busy with, with what I thought was more profitable stuff until something became something that was a, a little tiny fire became a big roaring inferno <laughs> so thank you very much for sharing chris we appreciate that even even though it was uh you know probably not your proudest moment of 2010 we do appreciate oh. the lesson and appreciate the phone call okay guys thank you so much for your call chris yeah man i hope to see you soon <laughs> you too <laughs> bye-bye uh, I'm guessing it's break time, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to check in with Jay-Z about uh, what he's doing here in Cincinnati. We're also going to take your calls with your best or worst deals of 2010. You can give us a buzz at 772-9658. If you're outside the greater Cincinnati area like Chris was, you can call us toll-free at 877-772-9658, or you can go to AskMina.com. Program support comes from the Manor House Restaurant, located off Springfield Pike on Maple Trace Drive at Maple Knoll Village. Open to the public and featuring a Flavors of the Caribbean buffet on Wednesday, January 26th. Menu features sweet pepper chicken, calypso pork, red snapper with fruit, a variety of Caribbean side dishes with dessert and drinks. Seating is from 5 to 7 p.m. Reservations are being accepted at 782-4300. Checking on traffic right now, we have an accident northbound 75 north of Mitchell on the right shoulder. Reading at Showcase, even though they tore them down. Uh, an accident there. Uh, Blue Rock at Springdale. Southbound 75 at Freeman on the right shoulder. Purcell at Warsaw. And uh, slowdowns eastbound 275 near Loveland. North 71 at Smith. South 71 Pfeiffer and again at Reading down to the Lytle. North 75 slows up around Hopple and again at Glendale Milford. Southbound 75 from around Western Avenue down to the Brent Spence Bridge. Your weather forecast from the National Weather Service. It calls for, um, a, well, first of all, winter storm warning in effect between 5 a.m. tomorrow morning and 5 a.m. Friday morning. Snow developing uh, to, tonight, late tonight, and then uh, getting heavy tomorrow around noontime. Uh, total accumulations by the time it's all said and done, about four to six inches of snow. And then on Friday, cloudy, partly cloudy skies, but cold. Highs only in the mid to lower teens. Overnight lows near zero. Right now we're at 26 here at 89.3 WMKV. I said, I beg your pardon, you read those numbers to me. And I said, why do you need access to my checking account? in order to send me the new Medicare card. Every day, senior citizens are targeted by savvy crooks looking to rip them off or steal money from the Medicare system. And every day, SMP volunteers fight back by helping people protect their Medicare numbers, detect fraud, and report suspicious charges. Your local SMP is pro-seniors. They may be contacted at 1-800-488-6070. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're doing a 
a best and worst deals of 2010 show. We normally do that like right at the end of the year, but we we didn't know who we were going to have because we the RIA meeting was canceled. <laughs> Where the best and worst deals of the year contest is usually held. Um, now it has been rescheduled tomorrow evening at, along with uh, some a couple of, of really great programs, assuming that we don't get snowed out. And actually, I just got an email from Jim saying, basically, that RIA meeting is happening coming heck or high water. So... <laughs> So it is all three people. Yeah, so uh, I, I and I think that's because uh, uh, Jim is Jim he is actually there. <laughs> Jim is actually teaching a class for Ria on Saturday on business planning and goal setting, and that was that was, he was here last week talking about that. And uh, apparently there are still seats in that, folks. If you want to go to CincinnatiRia.com, but uh, tomorrow evening, assuming they're assuming that you're going to be there, which you should be, because three inches of snow really, in the big scheme of things, isn't all that bad. Uh, the early meeting is about how to find the right deal, how to how to market and recognize uh, who the who the motivated sellers are and how to find them and so on. That's at six o'clock, uh, which would be a real t- good time to get there because if you head there for six o'clock, you know for sure you'll be there for the seven thirty meeting, which is actually um, how RIA's most successful inv- in, uh, members are investing in twenty eleven. We've got a panel of four people, all of whom are doing upwards of twenty to thirty deals a year. They're going to talk about how their business changed in 2010 to adapt to the new market and what they think is going to happen in 2011 and how they're going to change their businesses uh, for 2011. So these are not folks who are like guessing about what the market is is going to be like. These are people who are active investors making proactive plans to do something in 2011. And you probably want to hear what that is. That meeting is, as always, open to everyone, and it is, as usual, at the Community Action Agency building at the corner of Reading and Seymour, about three blocks off of the Seymour exit of I-75. Just be there at 6 o'clock for the early meeting, 7.30 for the main meeting, and we look forward to seeing you there. Now, we're going to do a quick check-in with Jay-Z, for those of you who have not been following the saga of John. Uh, John came to Cincinnati back in December uh, with an eye toward moving here from New Jersey, where he's had a very successful real estate business. He has uh, decided to head away from the East Coast and to, uh, to the Midwest for two reasons. A, our properties are so much cheaper here that he can actually afford to uh, buy properties to hold, which in, in New Jersey, that's just that's just tough to do because the numbers often just don't work when a it's a quarter of a million dollar house that rents for 1100 a month, and, you know, unless you pay cash. Hard to make that cash flow. And also because um, he doesn't like lawyers. If you want to know more about that, you can <laughs> you can check out the podcast of his first show back in December. We've been checking in with him uh, now and again to see how his real estate investing career here in Cincinnati, where he has no buyers and had no sellers and uh, just just kind of the same resources Janie was mentioning, just people, uh, is working out. So, John, it has now been six weeks. Six weeks yep. was the big... Six weeks was the big the big number. The six week mark was where you were going to decide whether to make it happen in Cincinnati or go back to New Jersey. Where are we? I I love it here. Um, you know, it's been very good to me, and uh, we've already closed two deals, so I'm very happy about that. And you know, to come to a new market and get set up that quickly, uh, and being able to do business that quickly is very it's a very good thing. Um, so I mean, I love it. I, I mean, you you you've uh, been 
kind of following my story more closely, what would you like me to share <laughs> with the, the, you know, the, the guests, the, uh, the audience this evening? Well, about, about three weeks ago, you came in and, and did a checkup. It was just before Christmas time, I believe, because you were, you were headed back to New Jersey to spend a couple of days there with your family for Christmas. But yep. if you, uh, yeah, at that time, you had two properties under contract. Uh, one was a, a rental property in Morrow, and one was in Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, you were at that point looking for buyers for those properties, and those are the two that closed. So, uh, talk a little yep. bit about how you found buyers for the properties when you you literally have a buyers list of like three people in Cincinnati. What really worked the best for me to find the buyers were bandit signs. Uh, we did handwritten bandit signs, and we posted them uh, in busy areas around the properties. And that's how I found uh, all three buyers for the two properties. Oh, and wait, I, John, I was, John, you know, John, you can't sell two buyer, <laughs> two properties, three buyers. Did they not tell you that's illegal in Ohio? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, uh, you know, the Morrow deal was a little bit interesting because I found one buyer and uh, I, I was joking that I brought a little bit of New Jersey with me because the, the first buyer that I got for the Morrow deal, he had a lawyer. And the lawyer uh, looked at the contracts and he advised his client against doing the deal. So, you know, I canceled with him and I, I said, you know, I'm sorry, I want to sell you the property, but your lawyer doesn't want to let me. And so I went to the next buyer, and I set everything all up, and, you know, he was ready to go, and we got the new closing docs ready to go, and we go to close, and the buyer, uh, the buyer, uh, excuse me, the seller says, I'm not signing any closing docs. I decided I'm going to sell to the, to the first, my first buyer, because, you know, she had uh, already signed closing docs, and um, so basically i had to go back to my first buyer we worked it out he said you know what i'm just gonna do this without the lawyer i'll take it to him afterwards and let him figure it out <laughs> and we went to the closing table and that was it so it was a little bit of a weird deal there okay and uh how how much did you make off of that one i uh, made five thousand twenty eight dollars Okay, and what about the, how much did you make off of the second one? Which, by the way, was a much simpler, more traditional flip. <laughs> yeah, the second one made uh, $3,000, so that was a really cool deal, and that was the first deal that I was actually ever paid to take a house, because I, when I went to closing, they actually gave me $348 on the, <laughs> uh, you know, because I, I actually bought the house and then resold it a few days later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... So far, up to a bit over $8,000 in actual profits. And, and we should say this also happened last week. So really, you were only five weeks in by the time you hit. Plus, there was a whole bunch of holidays in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good Excuses. Good point. <laughs> so so uh, the Ohio market is going to be where it's at, huh, John? Uh, yeah, I love it. And uh, I'm looking forward to... You know, uh, you were talking about the RIA, that, that's like excellent place to meet people. And, you know, any, anybody who, who was thinking about going, you should definitely go tomorrow because I, I really am super excited about the meeting, you, you know, the super interesting topic. And I'd like to hear what all the, the big name investors are doing around uh, here in Cincinnati so I can improve my business even more, too. So.
Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I love it. I'm looking forward to uh, doing more work here, and it's going to be great. Okay, thank you very much, John. And we'll, thank you. We'll check in again in about a month and see what's going on. But uh, look out, Ohio. It looks like Jay-Z has made the decision to stay. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Our numbers here in the studio are 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. You can also go to askvina.com, send an email through that uh, response form. And yes, Bob, I checked the, uh, the, 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 the entry form there on askvina.com. I know you've already filled it out like twice, okay? But we were using a different email service, and now we've got a really good one. And if you fill it in now, I guarantee you, you're going to be on that email list. I, got, I get a message okay. almost every week from Bob in Seattle saying, I'm still not getting any email blasts. You know, who, who, who begs you to send them email blasts? Well, yeah. Real Life Real Estate fans, that's who. <laughs> they want to know what's going on on Real Life Real Estate. Oh, and incidentally, uh, you can also go to our fan page at realliferealestateradio.com uh, and you can join 4,765 other Real Life Real Estate investing fans uh, just to let the world know that you love Real Life Real Estate and, of course, to suggest show topics, ask questions, Find out what is going on out there in the real estate world. That's realliferealestateradio.com for our Facebook fan page. Now, uh, Jerry, we have a question here from you from Stephanie in Perry, Ohio. She says, hello, Jerry. Hello, Vina. I am curious about how Jerry got that great loan. Does he know somebody at the bank? Our local commercial lenders are telling me 40% down and a 740 plus credit score might get me a loan on an apartment building. Okay. Um, I think we, we somewhat fell into that um, without a real plan. Uh, we happened to go with a real estate broker. And the the uh, advantage of going with a broker is that they uh, basically farm out your deal to literally hundreds of potential lenders. Instead of you going down to the corner bank and trying to get it at one bank, they're actually farming your deal out to literally a, a hundred or more potential lenders. We had actually three uh, what are called term sheets. So we had actually three different loans to choose from, and we chose the one from that big national bank, uh, because they had the best set of terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you do have to have a good credit score. Um, yes, you do have to have liquid assets. And one thing that we found out is it is very helpful to have someone on the team who has W-2 income, <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous because I don't know anybody that makes enough W-2 income to pay that mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was the guy whose job qualified him for the loan? Jerry's partner. Who was the guy who spent 100 days living in an efficiency apartment in Columbus, Ohio, overseeing $700,000 with a rehab, with rehab? The guy without the job. That's right. Jerry. That's right. So, yeah, it's a weird it's well, a weird market it, out there. It is. But, you know, that's also you're also pointing out something that's very important about partnerships is that you need to bring different skills and different resources to the table you know i i bring the the resume right i mm-hmm. i've done this i've you know i've done well over 50 single family houses and i can't even count how many turnovers of uh units i've done at this point mm-hmm. so i bring the resume um mike had the stronger balance sheet um and his wife actually is the one who had the, has the w2 income. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so it all worked out yep. uh, just peachy. And uh, I think the lesson there, Stephanie, is maybe go national with your search. I know a lot a lot of folks who are used to buying mid-sized apartment buildings, they have a particular bank in town that they've always gone to and they bought four or five properties from that little neighborhood savings and loan. And yes, yeah, some of those some of those places are, are running pretty scared in terms of commercial properties. The commercial property market is in bad shape if you're a bank. Now, if you're a landlord... <laughs> not, not all banks, but yes, as a, as a general rule, there are some of the locals that are actually much stronger than a lot of the big nationals. But again, you're, you're, they have limited resources. When you're going in and looking for a million or a $5 million or a $10 million loan, there aren't too many local banks who have those kind of resources to be able to do that in one, in one cut. So again, by going to the real estate broker who has the access to all the different potential lenders. I mean, we're talking, you know, insurance companies, the way that they invest. We're talking, you know, the big um, REITs, everything, you know, along that line is, is fair game for, for getting these these national loans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, a question here for Janie on your deal. This is from John in Indianapolis. He says, uh, Janie, I had three questions about the deal you talked about. The first one is, did you end up selling it to a homeowner or to another investor? The second is, did you use a real estate agent? And the third is, I was unclear on how long you held the property. Um, I uh, sold it to a homeowner who fixed it up and, you know, is living there. And um, I only had the property for six weeks. And uh, what was the other question? Uh, did you use a real estate agent? Oh, no. It was for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was awesome because after I found my buyer... Um, until it closed, I had people keep calling me, and now I have a buyer's list of like 25 people for that particular area. So it really counts to talk to people, get their information, because you might be able to work something out with them later when you get another property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, uh, um, John, let me say that it's it's unusual, uh, and Jerry, Jerry will, will back me up on this, it's unusual for... Uh, a property that is a homeowner type property, which is what this was, to sell during that for sale by owner stage where you, you put it up on the market for a few weeks to see if you can sell it yourself. Normally it ends up now, going. I always try to do that. And probably 15 to 20% of the time we're able to do that. Um, usually it's a property that is visible. Um, it's on a, a more busy street, not a real busy street, but a, a street that has enough traffic uh-huh. that people actually see it. Uh-huh. And 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 in Janie's case again, it was that this particular little area is, it's sort of a high, de- a very very desirable area, and the people who want it want it. They don't they don't want to be two miles over someplace else. They want right here where it is. That's exactly right. I mean, it. We were just lucky. It was in in a great area, desirable, and I just really had no doubts that we were going to be able to sell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Okay, a question here from Scott in Cincinnati, and this one is for Jerry. Uh, he says, okay, Jerry, it sounds like you actually spent six months with not only no cash flow from the property, but with negative cash flow from the property. How did that get covered? Was it by was it through the partner or the private lender, or did the bank actually loan you enough money for holding costs? Um, the bank did not lend us the money on holding costs, so we have had to pony up the, the negative cash flow piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but good, uh, very astute there. Yeah, you picked up on <laughs> on the piece that a lot of people, quite honestly, miss. Um, and part of the reason that we've had you know the six months of negative cash flow is that we did end up having to um, 
clean out the property a little bit more than than we originally intended to. Um, the the no, non-payers, the slow payers, and the drug dealers. Um, we ended up uh, going about ten more units than we originally planned to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a little bit where that comes from. Okay, uh, two minutes left for each of you to answer in one minute. What's up for 2011? How are you going to top it for 2011? Well, on Friday, I'm going down to Nashville to look at a 108 unit. Um, that everything looks very, very promising. All the numbers work. The area looks good. The demographics look good. Um, it happens to be owned by the same bank <laughs> that we got our <laughs> other loan through. So I think that's good. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's what I'm up to this year is to try to buy one or potentially two uh, 100 plus units um, this year. I only bought one property last year, so <laughs> or 120 really small ones, depending on how you look at it. Janie, what is up for you this year? Um, well, let's see. I've already bought another property that um, I'm doing a lease option on, and um, <clears throat> I do plan on doing some wholesaling. But I think with the way the market's going, I I plan on um, holding some properties, and I'm looking into multifamilies right now, and going to a landlord su- subgroup, and um, just getting my education further because there's a lot to learn and it's 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 great okay well wonderful and best of luck to the two of you in 2011 and also of course to chris from virginia beach we all our our thoughts are going out to him and his his seventeen thousand dollar loss now now vina i do have to if we got a couple seconds you remember in 2004 you and i competed for worst deal for worst deal of the year yes right and who won I, I don't remember. I've won I that do. so many times. <laughs> no, I won. Okay, so this is the this is the full circle now. Uh, you know, yeah. tomorrow night, <laughs> make revenge. <laughs> tomorrow night, yeah, be at the Rio Cincinnati meeting to vote for Jerry for best deal of the year, so that he can feel he can he can hang Fulfilled. up that 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 best deal plaque up next to that right, worst next, deal yeah, plaque yeah. that he already has up on his wall. Again, that's the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meeting is tomorrow night. That's Thursday, January the twentieth. It is open to the public. You can get more information at CincinnatiRIA.com. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Live the memories and love the memories. It's the only station that plays decent music, music you want to hear. I think it's the greatest station there is. They play the music we like to hear. 89.3 FM, WMKV, Reading, Ohio.